and welcome to the Captain Not Captive podcast. I'm your host and creator, Ashley Wilson. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope to inspire you in your relationships, parenthood, career, and navigate the full human experience. I truly believe you have what it takes to create and live the life you've always dreamed of. You are the captain of your choices, no matter where you came from or what's in your past. I'm not saying I have all of the answers, but I'm here to pour love, lessons, and tactical advice to bring you new perspectives into who you were truly meant to be, all while having some fun. Let's do this. Hi, welcome back to Captain Not Captive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I am not an expert in today's topic of parenting. Um, These are just some things that I have learned over the last uh, six and a half-ish years. And um, these are some hard topics to cover. And honestly, this is something that I struggle with literally on a daily basis. So I'm going to share with you guys something that has helped me, not something, but a list of things really, that has really elevated my compassion for my kids. Um, so as you guys know, I mean, like I grew up in a really, um, unhealthy environment, right? It was, um, you know, if you don't stop crying, I'm going to give you a reason to cry. And it was, you know, being, you know, physically assaulted literally, um, when I didn't do exactly what my parents had asked me to do. Right. Um, it was a lot of, I wasn't allowed to have emotions. Um, and so basically what I'm doing now is from scratch finding ways that I can parent my children without using that gut reaction um, to spank them or to scream at them, right? And and when you grow up in that environment, this is just me being transparent with you. That is my gut reaction. I've been doing this for, you know, over six years and I still have that inner feeling of I want to spank them. And I, I don't think that comes from being a bad mom. I don't think that that comes from a place of hatred. It just comes from you know, the first however many years of my life until I was probably, I don't know, 16 or so, um, when I stopped getting physically assaulted, you know, like your brain develops so much as a child. And when that's been ingrained in your head on that's how you react and that's how you raise your kids. And that's what you were shown for a really long time. It's really hard to retrain and to, I mean, redevelop your own coping habits with your own children, right? So um, I've got some parenting hacks in regards to um, different situations that might come up. Some of them are super lighthearted. Some of them might, you know, really get you in your feels. So my first parenting hack is when my kids were little and even Avery still now struggles with trying new foods or even foods that they've had a hundred times before, but it looks a little bit different, they struggle with it so much. And so something, I mean, that everybody knows and everybody has tried, right, is the no thank you bite. But trying to get them to take a bite right away is really hard, right? And you have this feeling of like, just freaking try it. You're gonna like it. I know you're gonna like it. Just eat it. Just eat it. And it, and it makes them feel like they don't have a choice and they don't have a say in what they're putting in their own body. And so something that my husband and I have come up with is this... <laughs> It sounds kind of weird, but smell it, lick it, eat it, right? So you you look at the food, you smell it first, right? You know what it smells like. And most of the time they're like, oh, that smells good. And I'm like, okay, lick it. And they lick it and they're like, that's actually not too bad, right? Like they're they're warming up to the food. And then they take a bite and they eat it. And if they don't like it, they just say, I don't like it. 
And then eventually that turns into the no thank you bite. But I think the smell it, lick it, eat it is a much better method into letting them feel empowered and letting them have their own choice into what's going into their own body. Parenting hack number two. When you're trying to get your child to do something, for example, um, if you, you know, like if you're like, you're not going to the park until you clean up your room or we can't go to the park if you don't clean your room, that doesn't make them want to clean their room, right? You have to kind of flip the narrative and say something like, I would be happy to take you to the park once you're done cleaning your room right? So you're not even giving them an option saying if you clean your room or when you clean your room, right? That's not descriptive enough. But if you say, once you're finished cleaning your room, I would love to take you to the park, right? And it makes them excited of, oh, if I go clean my room right now, then we can go to the park right now, right? And it flips the switch of, oh, this is my punishment for having to go to the park into this is my reward, right? My reward is the park, for cleaning my room. And it really helps, especially Avery, a lot um, just to, I mean, do things um, like picking up her toys or, uh, you know, taking a bath or cleaning her room and things like that. Um, it really, really helps. Um, and so the the next, basically the rest of this episode is going to be about having empathy for your kids and how I have learned to react in different situations. Um, and this is things, you know, from parenting books, from, um, you know, different platforms and also just trial and error with my own kids. So you can take this advice however you want it. I mean, if it works for your kids, great. If it doesn't, I hope you find something that does. Um, but in all honesty, the, empathetic way, the um, emotional supportive way of parenting is so much harder than the way that I was grown up, right? The way that I was raised. It is easy to immediately yell at them, invalidate what they're doing or how they're feeling. It's easy to spank their butt and tell them to go away, right? That's the easy thing to do as a parent, The harder thing to do as a parent is to control your own emotions and validate how your kid is feeling, right? You can invalidate their behavior. You can say, we do not hit friends, right? Maybe that's the case. We do not hit friends. If you are angry, right? I see that you're angry. We can do these options instead. You did not make a good choice, right? So there's different ways. Instead of just screaming and immediately, you know, going into defensive mode and being angry with your child, maybe recognize, oh, she was angry already and that's why she hit him. So instead of fixing the hitting behavior, we need to teach her how do we control the anger, right? Because the anger is the problem. The anger is what created this hitting, Right, so how do we properly control this anger emotion? And then you can give them options. You know, you can take a deep breath. You can come get mom. You can walk away from the situation. You can tell your friend exactly how you're feeling. Right? There's a lot of other options before hitting, and you can even say, you know, we don't want our friends to hit us when they're angry, so we shouldn't hit our friends when we're angry. Right? It doesn't feel good for our friends, um, and. 
I just, I can't say it enough to not invalidate the way your kids are feeling, especially like our seven-year-old who's old enough to say specifically, this is exactly how I'm feeling. This is what I'm feeling in this moment. I will not, and I never will invalidate the way that she's feeling, especially when she's expressing it to me, because as she gets older, we say all the time, like, we want our kids to be able to come to us with anything. And, you know, we want our kids to be able to tell us when they've done something wrong. Well, if you teach them growing up that you're going to invalidate their feelings and every time they come to you with a problem that they're going to have retaliation, they're not going to learn that trust. They're not going to want to come to you with anything, right? You have to make sure that no matter what their feelings are in that moment, do not invalidate the way that they're feeling, right? Even if it's a case where you had to, you know, punish them or they, you know, got in trouble for something and you can tell that they're really, really upset about it, you can still talk to them about those emotions and say, it looks like you're feeling this way. Can you walk me through your feelings and how we can work through those and why you, you know, for example, um, Maybe you took the TV away and they can't watch TV. You know, I can explain to you further why you can't watch TV and how this happens. So that way next time it doesn't happen again, right? Because they have this strong emotion of like, oh my gosh, now I can't watch TV and I'm pissed off and I'm angry and I'm frustrated. And maybe they don't even connect the dots, especially younger kids between, you know, what they've done wrong and the, you know, the punishment or, you know, reprimand or whatever you want to call it people use a bunch of different words for it, but, um, you know, essentially like a lot of times, especially when they're younger, they don't understand that cause and effect. And so you might have to explain that in different ways. And that way they can work through their emotions of this is what caused this, right? Here's the effect of this. And here's how I can prevent it going forward. Um, in, in all honesty, I truly believe like your reaction to what your kids are doing is way more important than what they're actually doing, right? So if your kid's about to color on the wall with a crayon or a marker or whatever, then you immediately react and yell at them and scream at them or, you know, rip things out of their hands or whatever the case might be, right? There are times where we have to keep our kids safe right? If the kid's about to run up to the road, you can grab your kid, you know, and and keep them safe. But in a case of like, you know, coloring on the wall, for example, um, your reaction to what they're about to do is way more important than what they're actually doing, right? Because they're seeing how you handle conflict. They're recognizing this is how I treat other people when they're doing something I don't want them to do, right? And so it's, it's really important that we're conscious and have that empathy of, How do I actually want my children to respond in a similar situation, right? Am I the mom? Am I the dad? Am I the parent that I want my kid to be when they grow up, right? Am I actually setting a good example or am I setting an expectation on them for when they grow up that they have to also fix, right? And and if, you know, you've been following along with this podcast, you know that you know, like we're trying to change this narrative of here's how I was raised versus here is how I'm trying to fix it and raise my kids better and more loving, more empathetic than what I was given as a child, right? And I'm not saying it's easy because it is super, super freaking hard. Um, But you have to be able to tell your kids, you know, in those moments where you don't make the right decision, um, in those moments of not being able to, you know, control 
exactly how you're feeling and you get angry quickly. Um, you know, for example, I hear a lot, um, and like myself, I've done it like, stop crying. Like, you know, like your kid starts crying, you're like, stop crying. Especially like when you're out in public and you're just like, please, for the love of Jesus, stop crying. Um, in those moments you can, you can say, Hey, I think I made a mistake here. Do you need a hug? Right. That's always kind of my go-to with Avery is when she's crying and upset about something that really isn't that big of a deal, right? In that moment of her being upset, I'm not going to be like, well, why are you upset? What's going on? How can I fix it? Right? Because she's upset. She's not worried about it. She just wants to have the feeling of being upset. And so I ask her, you know, do you need a hug? Can I hug you? Is it okay if I hug you? And we hug. And most of the time, she will just start talking about what happened or we'll hug. She'll stop crying. And then she'll start talking about what happened. But me trying to fix the situation as it's still happening really doesn't help at all because honestly, Avery screams so loud when she cries. She is like the loudest crier I have ever heard, even at four years old. And I cannot hear anything. And when she's screaming and trying to talk at the same time, I really can't understand. And there are times where like, I ask her like, do you need a hug? And we'll hug and she's still crying and trying to talk about it. And I will just tell her, hey, I can't understand what you're trying to tell me until you're done crying. So can we take a few deep breaths before we talk about it? And I mean, and she knows, like, I'm just being honest with her. Like, I can't help her. I can't understand what she's saying if she's like crying and and being super upset. So let's wait until we can talk about it in a way that mom understands before we, you know, before we start talking about it. Um, and I think in that it kind of shows them that you're not just there to fix the problem. I mean, this, this goes back to my other example, right? But this goes back to, you know, we don't hit our friends example. I can't fix the crying problem, right? The crying isn't the actual problem. The real problem is why was she crying in the first place, right? Like how can I get her to regulate her emotions based on the situation that happened previously, right? Getting her to stop crying is a short-term fix, but helping her understand and regulate her emotions in what she was doing prior to the crying is what's going to prevent her from being super, super upset the next time, right? And it's not invalidating their feelings. It's not telling them that they're not allowed to cry, right? But as they get older, right, kids kind of cry less and less. And it's because they're able to regulate their emotions, hopefully, right? Hopefully they're not swallowing their feelings. Um, That's the whole point of this podcast episode is to help you guys help your kids. Um, And so I am going to wrap this episode up with a quote. Um, I actually don't know how to pronounce her name. Lelia or Layla, I don't know. L-E-L-I-A shot says, no parent is always conscious, gentle, positive, peaceful, and authentic. We have to choose to be and practice moment by moment, day after day. The more we practice, the stronger we get. And I I love that quote. I think it's fantastic. I might print it out and hang it somewhere in my house. <laughs> just to remind myself that like, just because I um, had a bad moment, just because I could have handled a situation better. Doesn't make me a bad mom. It doesn't make you a bad mom, right? The more we continue to work on empathy and trying to see things from our kids' perspective based off of, you know, the stage of life that they're in, the better we can parent them and the better we can be there for them rather than punishing and, 
you know, rigid rules and those types of things. So I hope this um, episode was helpful for you. Um, again, I am not an expert in parenting at all whatsoever. I will tell you there are times I lose my ish. It happens. I learn from it and I move on. And um, and I try, try not to dwell on those, those imperfect moments that I have because, um, you know, it is an opportunity to learn and it is an opportunity to grow as a mom. And kind of as a person as a whole, right? Uh, learning how to control your own emotions as an adult when you weren't taught that as a child is very, very hard. Like I said, it is not the easy route by any means, but I'm proud of you. I think you are a fantastic parent. Um, just, you know, being able to open up and be authentic and say, hey, here's the things specifically that I want to work on and make sure that my kids don't feel the same way that I felt as a child that's leaps and bounds better, right? You're, I mean, astronomically changing the cycle, right? You're breaking a generational curse of emotional trauma, right? So good for you. Keep going. I'm proud of you. And I will see you next week on the podcast. See ya.